this podcast is about your call to serve. Now, although I've shared my own story about my call to serve, which happened in 2003, I've never really talked about your call to serve. And it's come up because I know it's something that's coming up for a lot of people as their life goes through interesting transitions at this time. And your call to serve isn't about your life purpose. It's not about the things you are supposed to be doing. It's not even a divine assignment. It's part of your soul mission that gets activated at some point in time. And for some of you and many of you, that time is now. So let's explore your call to serve. And let me tell you all about what it means and what it doesn't mean so you can approach it with confidence, clarity, and the ability to integrate this new energy and serve in the highest capacity that you can with the greatest amount of joy as your reward. Welcome to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host, and I want to show you how to create your rich, happy, and successful life. Since 2004, I've been teaching soul-congruent, mind-expanding, wholeness living to a global audience. I'm known as the world's most accurate intuitive, the iconic energy savant, a best-selling author of eight books, the expert on energy boundaries, alignment, integration, and intention. And I'm the founder of the Becoming 360 Method of Transformation. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and energize you to embrace your full potential, upsource your possibilities, revive your life, and shine your light brightly. Thank you for joining me on this week's High Vibes Living Podcast. And I hope you'll learn something that tunes you into your high vibes and motivates, energizes, and inspires you and shines some light on your journey. Let's get started. So if you feel a call to serve and you're wondering what that is or you are doubting what you're hearing, this podcast is for you. Are you called to serve using your gifts, talents, and abilities? What does that mean to you? What does it mean to your life? Is this your life purpose that's finally opening up for you? Is this what you are supposed to be doing? How do you know? What if you find out that you have a particular call to serve and you don't like it? Can you do something else? Our call to serve is not an edict to perform for the universe. It's part of our larger soul mission that we came here with. And when we get the call, which can arrive in many different ways, it's just an activation of this mission and a sign for us to get started on that path. Now, this doesn't mean we don't have a choice. We do, to a point. And we can ignore it, deny it, or pretend that we're not listening. We may not be ready at that time. We may need more time to adjust our beliefs to accommodate it. We may think that we are just not the right person for the job as I did. And we may need a little more encouragement. But the main point that I want to make is that the call to serve is not a random occurrence. It's an invitation to step into more of our power and divinity and to start expanding our energy. We already have the gifts, talents, and abilities. We already have the tools we need to do the work. We just need to get started. But it does come at a cost. And I think at a soul level, we know that, which is why we resist or deny 
that it's time for us to serve. Our call to serve demands faith and trust in ourselves and in the universe. We do not get to escape the challenges and trials that others experience. In fact, we often have to experience them ourselves, sometimes to an extreme. So we can learn about compassion and how to assist those who suffer, who grieve, who are hurt, wounded, and who have lost their way. Uriel always says we teach from what we know, so what we experience becomes our platform for inspiring others. But what is this call? You may think it's some kind of divine message you receive that tells you what to do with your life, what's your next step, and hands you a list of tasks to do. It isn't. It's a clarion call to open yourself up to the soul mission and let your light shine more brightly. And sometimes that comes into conflict with what we thought we should be doing, could be doing, and want to do with our lives. Sometimes our call to serve means we have to give up what we thought was the right path for us in exchange for the path that our soul agreed to as part of its mission in this lifetime. This was true for me. And now just as an aside here, that agreement of our soul is usually something we have no awareness of. We, we don't know anything about it and it usually comes as, as, as a surprise. Although I had big dreams of a career in business and technology, a call from Archangel Uriel in October 2003 changed all that. My career goal was to be the senior VP of an IT group in a Fortune 50 corporation. That sounds good, doesn't it? And I had the credentials for it. Prior to answering the request by Archangel Uriel to become a teacher and mentor in 2003, I had a career in business and technology. I worked in a variety of companies from startups to Fortune 50 giants. I specialized in business analysis, software design and implementation, and technical project management. I was also a subject matter expert in systems efficiency design and implementation. I was ready to go and build my career path, but that was not what happened. Although I was fighting the change in my career path because I didn't want to become a spiritual teacher, I wanted to become the senior VP of IT in a Fortune 50 company, I knew something was going on because starting in 1999, I began going through a series of job layoffs. Now, this isn't unusual in the tech field, but it was happening a lot to me. Every company I worked for, without exception, was either sold, merged, or went through a drastic reorganization that led to huge layoffs while I worked there. I once started working for a company and they got bought out the next week. Then I worked without a manager or real department for three months. I kept busy going around looking for people who needed help, but clearly my career path and my call to serve were on a collision course. And I knew it, but I didn't know how or when it was going to happen. And even though the call to serve from Archangel Uriel came in October of 2003, the actual final decision point would come later. And that happened in July 2007. Answering the call or to be of service to others doesn't mean that we have no input into or control over how it's done. I knew that I'd been asked to do something important once I found out who Archangel Uriel was by looking him up on the internet, but I had my reservations about how that was to be done. Now, if you look at spiritual teachers in you know, the 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s, 
they looked like gurus, long flowing robes, they walked barefoot, they wore weird clothes, they say weird things. That was not my personality. For one thing, I have an intense dislike of going barefoot. So that was not going to work for me. I also had my own fashion sense and I wasn't going to agree to wear gypsy style clothes or flowing robes. And I have a certain lifestyle that I wanted to maintain and that was not going to change. The point I'm making here is that sometimes we think when we are called to serve that we have to give up everything to do so and we don't. Think of it as an addition to your life. And yes, sometimes that means giving up your career path of wanting to be the senior VP of IT in a Fortune 50 corporation and becoming the president of your own company. But that doesn't mean drastically changing your life or lifestyle to accommodate the call to serve unless that's something you want to do, you agree to do it, and you do it voluntarily. Although in my case it did because I had to change my career path to answer my call to serve. However, everything that I learned in my career about business, technology, software, all of these things, I've actually not only used in my business, but it's allowed me to train other business owners in how to use it. So let me just give you a little, a little history here in my background because I think it might coincide with some of yours, especially those of you who've been in business for a long time as I have. In the early 90s, I began to work in the technology industry, designing and implementing software, work that I loved and was very good at. I gained a lot of knowledge and worked my way up the career ladder and I was close to achieving my goal of being a senior VP of IT in a Fortune 50 company when I had my first job layoff in 1999. That was followed by several more layoffs in ensuing years and each time I would have to restart my career. From 1999 to 2007, I had six major layoffs and went through about 15 restructures, buyouts, mergers, and company closings. In July of 2007, the company I was working for was bought out by a larger competitor, and none of us were invited to join the new company. I went through the separation process, and when I got home, I looked at my final paycheck, trying to decide what I was going to do next. I was tired of being laid off and having to look for jobs in an industry that was so unstable, but I also knew it was time to turn towards my call to serve, which was not going to be the senior VP of IT in a Fortune 50 corporation. So I told Archangel Uriel I was ready and my call to serve became my full-time job. Now I had started my company in February of 2004. It's when I first published my very first article. So I had been kind of doing double duty, working my full-time job and writing my newsletter and teaching and serving clients. But I knew that that point of convergence, let's call it the point of collision between my career that I wanted, my business career, and the call to serve that I was being asked to do were going to crash eventually. And that's when they did in July of 2007. And this may have happened to you where you are trying to get something done. You're trying to do a certain job or you're trying to do things in your life and it just isn't working and you keep on getting thrown back, kicked back, pushed back, and you don't know what's wrong. And for that, and I'll cover this more in this particular podcast, but I think rather than looking at two distinct paths, that you need to look at how 
your current career or lifestyle or your current job, whatever it is you're doing, how it actually merges with your call to serve because they generally are not two different things. There usually is something in what you're doing or what you've learned until that point or what you know and certainly what you want to do and how your call to serve then can build on that and turn it in a slightly different direction but by adding to what you're already doing and taking those skills that you've learned, all those gifts and talents, and using them in a different way. So if you're worried that answering the call to serve, that little voice that's asking you to share, write, channel, teach, heal, or serve in some other way, any changes that occur are going to be of your choosing and under your control, mostly. I'll admit that I initially missed my career, and I still do at times. I love the work that I did, and I love business and technology but I still get to use them in my business now. And in fact, they helped me get a quicker start in my business because I understood technology so well. But in its place, I have the honor of serving all of my readers and followers and sharing the information that uplifts, transforms, and forever alters their life energy and their self-awareness. Now, if you think this is where the uplifting music comes in and we all march into the sunset together, let me tell you the rest of the story because there is a sacrifice involved in a call to serve. It's not the path of light and love and joy and blessings that we think it might be for a good reason. One thing I want to stress here is that your call to serve is not the proverbial get out of jail free card. It's not the card that says, okay, now you've got the call to serve, go to the front of the line and you never have to have another problem in your life. You never have to struggle or suffer again because that is so not what happens when you get the call to serve. As you, many of you know, and as I have shared with you over the last more than 15 years, sometimes when you get the call to serve, it can be a vast tipping point into struggles and challenges you never thought you would have to ever experience in your life. But when I got the call to serve, I politely declined. Now, though I was flattered that Archangel Uriel had reached out to me to share a new body of work and vibe for humanity, I already had my career plans all mapped out. As I said to you, I was going to be the senior VP of IT in a Fortune 50 corporation, and I had been building that path for a long time. I'd even gone to college for business. I had degrees. I had a high-profile reputation. I was recognized as an expert in different fields. I was ready but it wasn't to be. And you know, I loved what I was doing and I was already sharing my energy with people all around the world. The work that I was doing had an enormous audience. I worked with large scale systems. I had huge teams of people that would work on projects who came from everywhere. We, when we had team meetings, we had people from all over the world on our team meetings. So I already had this global exposure. Now in 2003, that's when Uriel first came to me. Now this was in 2003. And as I said, in 1999, I noticed that the tech world was in a precarious situation. And at the time Uriel contacted me, I was between jobs. I was looking for a job. I had moved to Phoenix to take my dream job. They decided not to hire me, so I didn't have a job. Not to worry, Archangel Uriel had a plan. In spite of my great resume, my professional experience, my expertise, my contacts, and everything else that I had going for me professionally, I could not find a job in the business world, in the tech world, in the finance world, where I had a lot of experience, I could not find a job. Now, I didn't live in some little town out in the middle of nowhere. 
with no business. I lived in Phoenix, Arizona, a town of more than 3 million people with a lot of businesses. I could not find a job. The job that I did find, which Uriel opened the door to, was reading tarot cards in a metaphysical bookstore. Now, I don't know anything about reading tarot cards, but I am a really good intuitive. And this was my test in trusting my intuition, trusting my guides, learning to trust myself, and learning to build that confidence in my gifts, talents, and abilities, which include being a very gifted intuitive. Did I get a choice in the matter? Well, sort of, but not really. I did think I could decline, and I didn't think I was the right person for the task. I thought Uriel should have chosen someone who had studied, prepared, and who really wanted to do this, and who was actually asking for it. But although I've always been highly intuitive, and have always felt I existed in a multidimensional gap between worlds, the truth is I was really doing my best to survive in the 3D world. And I thought that the business world was the way to do that, that that's where my work was. I guess it wasn't. When you get the call to serve, you may not think you're the right person for the job, but you are. And probably not for the reasons you think that those are chosen to serve are selected. Your experience, your life story, your hidden gifts and talents are the reason why you're called to serve, why you're selected as well as your soul mission and your source contract. Notice I didn't mention the word life purpose. The most spiritual people who we think receive the call to serve are often the least accessible and relatable to the audiences they will serve. The ones who are selected are often the ones who would call themselves ordinary and they already have other plans. Did you get your call to serve yet? There's no rush. And if and when it comes, you'll know. Just know that you are the one who was selected because you are the perfect one for the job. And how you'll do it will be up to you, sort of. But you can name your terms and conditions as I did when Uriel called me to serve. I think the most challenging part of answering the call to serve is knowing how we will serve. Sometimes it's about sharing a message. At other times, serving is within a job or community or even sharing a gift like art, singing, playing, writing music, or caring for others. We tend to think the call to serve is all about channeling other beings and sharing our messages that we hear, but it's not. It's so much more than that, and this belief is far too limited in scope. The call to serve takes us wherever we are needed, and sometimes that can look a little odd. One of my clients decided to change careers and got a job working as an, in a correctional facility. Then she was transferred to a high-security prison. She asked for guidance and was told that this is where she was going to serve. So she went to work every day and set an intention to serve as she was needed. After a few weeks, she noticed that many of the prisoners came to her with questions about spirituality, finding peace, and learning more about how to be in joy. They were all very polite and respectful and were very open to learning, so she shared information with them. This was her call to serve. When Archangel Uriel contacted me, I declined at first, as I've shared with you. Then once I decided that I would share the messages and guidance that I was receiving, I had to set some ground rules and some boundaries. Yes, I would share them. But I would not do trans-channeling, and I had to use my own voice and my own way of speaking. 
At the time, in the early 2000s, there were a lot of people who channeled messages, and in my opinion, they all said the same thing. They called everyone beloved, and they all said weird things and used weird words. I told Uriel, I'm not going to do that. I'm very grounded and balanced between the spiritual and material worlds, and I wanted to stay that way. I could not be so far out in left field on the spiritual ballpark that no one would understand me, and I wasn't comfortable with that anyway. I wanted to share uplifting, inspiring, and useful information that would be easy for my audience to understand and not so woo-woo spiritual that only a few would actually get it. That was a perfect match to Archangel Uriel's energy, which is also very grounded, straightforward, and direct, just like mine. When you get a call to serve, the energy will match yours and what you do and are capable of. You won't have to make big changes to who you are and how you do things. You won't have to go barefoot and wear flowing robes unless you want to. You won't have to call everyone beloved unless you want to. You do get to set the rules and guidelines so you're comfortable with the energy you're working with. And when you share, it connects with your audience seamlessly. It's effortless for you and it sounds authentic to you and to them. No matter what your call to serve involves, it will never be beyond your ability to do and will never be more than you can handle or are willing to do. At first, it may seem improbable or hard to imagine, but if you answer the call to serve, it will work with you to create a perfect partnership that honors your journey and honors the message. Remember this important aspect of the call to serve. You are the gift to the energies that reach out to you. And I teach this in my intuition program as part of the channeling part of the program. They need you to share their messages. Yes, it's an honor to be chosen, but those energies need channels for their messages and they need you. By saying yes, you allow them to work with you. Don't lose your perspective on this important issue. What do you do next? How do you integrate your call to serve into your life? I've always said that I didn't ask for my call to serve, and I didn't. So I didn't expect it when it arrived. And when Archangel Uriel contacted me and said, I want you to work with me, I was pretty surprised. My first reaction was to say no. I turned him down. Not with any disrespect, but I just didn't think I was the right person. I hadn't prepared. I hadn't studied. I hadn't asked for it. And I already had plans for my life, as I've said to you before. When I told someone this story, and it's a story that I've shared often, she was furious with me. She said, I would have given anything to have a chance like that. I can't believe you would be so disrespectful of this opportunity. But it wasn't about disrespect. It was more about not understanding the call to serve because I had illusions and expectations about it. And within that context, I simply wasn't interested. I thought the call to serve meant you had to be very spiritual, one of those people who lived in La La Land and follow spiritual teachers. I thought the call to serve meant abandoning the life and lifestyle that I created for myself, and I had to become a guru, both of which I did not want to do. I thought the call to serve meant I no longer had control over my life. Nah, this one, you kind of don't, you kind of do. This requires a little more introspection and thought because your life will change in certain ways. And sometimes you take on missions and you take on work that you don't realize are going to change your life. And they do make your life sometimes a little complicated. 
I thought the call to serve meant that I lost my own voice and had to become the voice of those who required my service. And this is why I decided the call to serve was not for me and I refused. But while many people believe these things, they aren't really true. As I said, the call to serve is an invitation to expand your gifts and talents and abilities into a higher aspect, to allow your light to shine more brightly, to become a beacon of light, and to be willing to shine. At the beginning of this journey in 2003, I thought Uriel had chosen poorly when he chose me because I was not willing to abandon my lifestyle, my nature, my voice, and my principles for a more spiritual path. But maybe that's why I was selected, because I didn't have to do any of these things, and I also teach that you don't have to do those things either. But as I later learned, it was my ability to be very grounded in my own convictions, in my own reality, and to stay grounded that I could serve in the capacity that I was asked to do, to be not just a channel, but a bridge between dimensions, a bridge taking people from one dimensional plane to another. This is another aspect of my work that's also necessary because as a channel for Archangel Uriel, who is the guardian of the 4D bridge and of the ascension process, I have to be grounded in both worlds, physical and spiritual, because that's our mission to create heaven on earth. As I always say, ascension is an integration, not a takeover. We aren't removing the earth so heaven can take over. We are integrating 3D and 5D, bringing in spiritual energy to lift and raise the frequency and vibration of the earth and of humanity. So in my particular call to serve, I have to be grounded very firmly in a 3D reality while also being able to access and integrate 5D energy. This is one of the things that I share with and teach all of you. It's something that I can do and I've done all my life. It's also the only path I can do authentically and that I am comfortable with. And that's another thing to remember about your call to serve. It will always align with your own authenticity and with your energy. What does your call to serve look like? It may be something you're doing right now, or if not, it may be embodied in the new job you're thinking about, the move to a new area you want to make, the book you want to write, the business you want to start, or the new hobby that you're drawn to. It may be found in business, law, politics, government, childcare, manufacturing, farming, or any industry in which you're drawn to work or are inspired by. We often miss the call to serve because we're looking for the most spiritual path instead of looking for the one that brings us the most joy and fulfillment. Our new spiritual path has to be grounded in joy. This is the energy of 5D. When we stop focusing on how spiritual we believe the call must be and instead focus on the joy hints that our soul is sending our way, this is where our call will manifest. Our belief that the spiritual path involves suffering, heartache, and pain is so old school. That may have been true when we began our spiritual path, but it's not true any longer. With our new 5D integration, we need to be open to receiving joy, and you can't have joy when you're crying your eyes out. Our new call to serve is grounded in joy, and we must demand it, insist on it, and be open to having it, and see it as the only path that we are willing to take. Answer the call to serve that comes to you and don't judge it on the basis of whether it's spiritual enough. 
demands enough sacrifice from you or feels some healing obligation. All of those paths are now closed to us and we must seek the most joyful path, the path of greatest fulfillment and the path of greatest reward. Because the call to serve is not a one-way street, in it we must be willing to give and receive. We cannot serve in any competent capacity when our own inner light has burned out. Each of us has a well of joy that we need to fill our cups from, and that is part of our call to serve. The call to serve is a service to ascension, to the 3D, 5D integration work that we're doing, and it's always a sacred calling. It's always an activation of some divine process within you. You never know when your call to serve will come, where your call may lead, or how it will change your life and your life path. You don't know the full extent of your soul mission until you awaken that call to serve and your soul is ready to help you answer it. So shine on. We are all part of this great awakening. And by the way, everyone has a call to serve. It's just not necessarily the spiritual path that you think it may be. What we are activating right now is the shift from consciousness to awareness from the control, domination, separation, and competition of the 3D paradigm to the creativity, collaboration, connection, and freedom of the 5D paradigm. And each of us will receive a call to serve at the right time, in the right place, and we'll know exactly what to do and how to shine. And joy will be our beacon and our reward. So listen for the call. Don't have any expectations about how it's going to come, how you'll receive it or what it's going to entail. Just be ready to live the most joyful life possible that will prepare you for the best and highest aspects of your call to serve. Thanks so much for tuning in to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you to take a few steps towards your rich, happy, and successful life. If you need more inspiration for your life path, check out my eight best-selling books on Amazon or look at a transformational intuitive session, coaching, or program on my website, enlighteninglife.com. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter and join my over 5 million weekly blog readers. Please subscribe to the High Vibes Living Podcast. Give it a like and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information and inspiration they need to turn their pain into joy and their fear into confidence. Your Becoming 360 transformation into congruence and divine harmony is a step away, as is your rich, happy, and successful life. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.